Hello, my name is Jim. Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. I'd like to speak today about the local theater in the town I grew up in. The place was called the El Grand, and it was a movie house. And my very first remembrance of the place is at Christmas time, the local fire department would load the kids up in the fire truck and there were a bunch of us, so it had to make several trips and take us to the theater where they showed us cartoons and Roy Rogers movies and then sent us home with a bag of popcorn and candy and whatever. And it was a great time, it was a big time, and all the kids from all over came and they let you crawl up in the truck and y'all clamor for position and it was one of those only the strongest survive type things. The little kids that get kind of pushed down to the bottom. And it was really a lot of fun. But the first time I remember doing it is I didn't get up in the truck fast enough. And there was no room for me. And the fireman let me sit in the cab and blow the fire siren as we drove to the movie theater. I can remember other times when I was older but that was the most special time for me. And that is the one I actually remember the very best. We'd go into that theater and kids are running around and screaming and yelling and throwing stuff. And then the show would start. Well, that was no different than a Friday or Saturday night at the El Grand. It was definitely the social gathering of the week is to go to the show on a Friday or Saturday night. You'd walk in... And old Barbara would sell you the ticket, then she'd turn around and fill your concessions order, getting that Coca-Cola and popcorn and candy. I always liked the fire stick and a black cow. The fire stick was a hard candy, and it was cinnamon, and I loved that thing. It did last almost the whole show. And a black cow is this caramel thing on a stick that was dipped in chocolate. I'd love to bite that chocolate off and then suck on that caramel. And literally, those two pieces of candy would last me the whole movie. Today, when I go to the show, my wife likes to get the popcorn and Diet Coke. I share it with her. But back then, the floors were just so sticky from people dropping and spilling their Coke. And the little kids would sit up front and the teenagers would sit in the back. And I guess the ones in the far back would neck a little. There was a smoking room right off of the show where you could stand there and smoke and, and watch a show. And that was always a big mystery to me. And when I get older, I walked in there. and It wasn't all that special. It was kind of very smoky. You sit there and try to watch a show and someone would be throwing popcorn at you from three rows behind you. Someone would turn around and yell, Hey, Jim! You want to come over tomorrow and play some basketball? You'd be right in the middle of the movie and the film would break. And that was really almost an occurrence that happened all the time. I remember going to so many shows. I probably went every week. I can't remember how much it costs. Probably a quarter. Some of the highlights that I remember going to that theater and watching the movies... Is one time there was a matinee, and I do not remember any matinees besides this one. I'm sure there are more matinees, but I went and saw Ben-Hur 
It must have been on a Saturday, unless it was during the summertime during the day. And walking out after watching Ben-Hur and his daytime. And I thought, this is so weird. This must be how people in the cities watch movies. I remember that. One time, I was watching a James Bond show, and I was probably about 14, and I was sitting with a girl, and all of a sudden, my mother showed up and pulled me out of that show. I had been accused of something I didn't do, and it was a major thing, and I had to go fix it, and by the way she reacted at me, she figured I was guilty. That was pretty embarrassing. I was sitting with this girl trying to impress her, and your mother comes up, pulls you out by your ear. I never saw another James Bond movie. I don't know if it bothered my psyche, for when I see it, I remember that traumatic time with my mom, or what, but I'm just not into James Bond. I know that's weird, but that is what it is. I got to go up into the projector room as I got older. I knew the folks that owned the theater at that time, and that was pretty fascinating, this big old projector and the guy running the projector kind of sitting back and kind of with his feet up. And all of a sudden he has to rush and change films or if the film would break, you know, I don't know what they do. I wasn't ever up there when the film broke. So all this chaos for a few minutes and they sit back down and put their feet up and then do it again. Once I became about 14 or 15, 16, I thought it was great fun to go to the show, meet a girl there, sit there and conjure up all your nerve and all of your bravery, and then you hold her hand, and if you're really, really brave, you put your arm around her. One time, I saw Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. It was during the time when I had a little motor scooter before I could drive a car. Back then, they allowed you to drive motor scooters that were less than 90 cc's or something around on city streets and the highway. And I had this little Suzuki motor scooter, and I had to drive home all alone at night after watching Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. And for some reason, I went kind of the long way around, and all of a sudden, that bike kind of gave out and kind of stalled out, and I was sitting there on this lonely street, no houses, no cars, no nothing, all by myself. I think that's the last time I ever voluntarily went and saw a scary movie. That had my skin crawling and my hair standing on end, and I didn't like that feeling. I know a lot of us like that adrenaline of kind of getting spooked, but out there, on a dead motorbike, in the very, very dark, just me and sweet Charlotte. It was too much to ever want to do again. I saw West Side Story three or four times. Now, look at me. Do I look like the type that like musicals? The answer is no. The opening scene showed an aerial view of New York. And they flew over Yankee Stadium. And as a 12 or 13 year old boy, I just got off on that so much that I went back over and over and sat through the whole Maria movie to see Yankee Stadium. One time I was probably 19. I had moved back home or something. Maybe I was 20. 
And my dad came home talking about a movie he saw. And it had the animals in it. Remember them? Eric Burden and the animals. The House of the Rising Sun. And he said it was the best movie he ever saw in his life. And he wanted me to go with him the next night. Now this is very out of character for my dad. And so I went with him and it was a terrible movie. It was just terrible. Those guys weren't good actors. There was no plot to the movie as far as I could tell. I was bored to tears. When I went home and he asked how I liked it. And I probably lied a little to not hurt his feelings too much. Reflecting back, he must have done that trying to relate with me. Try to enter into my world a little. I think he was awkward trying to be in my world. Because that was an awkward thing he did. But I love him for it. As I probably approached 15 or 16 years old, a man bought the theater and he put a slot car track in the front between the screen and the front row seats. I think he had to take a couple of rows out. And Wayne, my friend, was big into slot cars. And they'd go and they'd have a big time and stuff. And I think that they put more emphasis on the slot cars than the theater And I'm not sure the man owned the theater that many years before he sold it. One time after I was married and had children, our girls were 13 months apart. And I took my oldest daughter to see Bambi or one of the princess movies by Disney or something. And and I had my oldest daughter, I think because the youngest one was probably too young and my wife stayed home with her. So we go to the show, and we're sitting there. The previews have just started, and Daddy, I have to go to the potty. Here? You have to go to the potty now? I have to go potty, Daddy. So, okay, what am I going to do? So I went in there, went up into the lobby. I knocked on the men's room door, made sure nobody was in there. And I took her in. I said, now we have to hurry. This is for the men. And she walked in and her eyes got big and she ran up to a urinal and she said, Daddy, look at these funny, fancy little sinks. And don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Well, finally, she did her business and we went back to our seats. And the previews were going. We're settling in to watch the nice Disney movie. And here comes a preview of coming attractions. And it's Chucky. Chucky the doll, you know. Ah, 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 ah. The scariest doll on earth ever. Freaked her out. Freaked me out. I had never heard of or seen Chucky. And here he is. I was very angry at the theater for doing that. All these little kids came to see a Disney princess movie or Bambi and Chucky shows up on the scene. It wasn't a good experience for me and I don't know if we ever took our girls back to the show. It was really too bad. That show had my whole childhood wrapped into it. And I guess I wanted to kind of think that my children were going to grow up in the same environment and atmosphere. and It was like a rite of passage up there and I'm sure small town America all had an El Grand Theater. It's not like going to the show today. You go now and you don't know anybody and you hope nobody sits next to you and you settle in. 
You watch the show and you leave. That was definitely the social circle of the week where everyone met. If you're a little kid, teenager, an adult, didn't matter. The town kind of gathered there. Through all the years of the El Grand Theater, the one common thread was Barbara. She was as steady as they came. She was always there. She was your friend, and she was the bouncer. It didn't matter. We called her Barb, and we all loved her. Years ago, after we had moved away from that little town up in the mountains, that building was badly, badly damaged. It was a terrible situation for the whole town. And I don't know if they repaired it and built, or if they had to just start all over and rebuild brand new. It's no longer a theater. I believe it's a newspaper office anymore. I tried to find a picture of it, of the old theater, and I searched and I searched and I searched and I never did find one. You'd think somebody would have a picture of that place. It was one place where everybody went. If you were raised in the 50s and 60s and 70s and the early 80s, there's a place in your heart for that theater. And that place will never go away. There are so many stories that you all have if you experience that or if you experience one just like it where you were raised. That's something I don't think we'll ever get back. I went to the show the other day and we went to a matinee because during the week just nobody's there. And I had to pick my seat before I ever got in when I bought my ticket and I said, nobody's here. Doesn't matter, you have to pick your seat here on this computer screen, pick two. So I did, and I went and I sat in a different seat just to show them. Show them that I'm from a small town in Colorado. Why isn't this floor sticky? Why don't you sell fire sticks? Where's my black cow? Keep Chucky out of here. You can find us at babyboomertails.com. There are links to Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and more. It's wonderful having you here with me. I couldn't do it without you. If you enjoy our podcast, I just ask that you share it. Kindness is a wonderful thing. Always be kind. You'll be glad you were. I'll be back next Wednesday.